Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Welcome back to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how are you? Long time. LJ, doing, doing really good. It is Halloween weekend. Uh, very fun time here at Syracuse, for sure. Um, that's why we'll be opting to do morning records um, for the next few days we've got notre dame coming to the dome tomorrow um the fact that college game day did not pick us it's opted to go to jackson state um, i get the whole hbcu thing i totally get that but i just think it's maybe a little ridiculous especially seeing they're also going to stores sorry especially seeing they're also going to stores this weekend yeah it's uh, I don't even know, but honestly, Syracuse, what great marketing though? Hmm? Syracuse versus a Notre Dame. I'm excited. Yeah, that'll be a good one. There's a lot of good matchups this weekend to get on into, but we will go ahead and get into the biggest matchup of them all. We've got the Philadelphia Phillies against the Houston Astros in the World Series this year. Starting off strong tonight, Justin Verlander versus Aaron Nola. Brendan, what are your thoughts going into this series? You know, it's a really good World Series matchup. The Phillies are just basically the same story as the Braves last year. You know, they both kind of sneak into the playoffs last second. The Braves actually ended up winning the NL East last year. But Phillies sneak in. We were talking about them potentially not making it when there was like three days left in the season. Um and, you know, the Astros, they have not lost a game yet in the postseason. Both teams have very well rested a pitching staff. And 
the Phillies got to take one of these first two games in Houston to have a chance here. Yeah, and that'll be the most difficult battle of them all. Of course, you know, you do pitch Aaron Nola here in game one. That's definitely, I think, the the wise choice here. I would definitely, you know, bet on Zach Wheeler beating Framber over Zach Wheeler beating Justin Verlander. And with the week off, there's no there's no reason to think about rest in this whole situation. It's just a matter of who would you rather have out on the mound. And I think they're they're playing this well. It's just it's so hard to go win at Minute Maid. It's so hard to win with this pitching staff. Um, but to your point here, they snuck in. This was a Phillies team that desperately needed to learn how to win. They've done that, and now the talent is really getting to show through. So, you know, maybe this is a, more a sign of things to come going forward, but this is certainly an exciting time to be a Phillies fan right now. They're certainly also – a lot more dangerous than you would have thought they'd be to the Houston Astros in getting here. Absolutely. Well, LJ, other than that, um, we will be giving recaps every day um, of these games on the show. They will be playing Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, and then potentially Wednesday, Friday, Saturday to, to finish it off. Um, Super excited. The World Series always one of the best times of the year. Um, and, yeah, can't wait for tonight. So, I'll just say, regardless, we have to finish up our gold gloves. Um, we're not going to run through all of the NL gold gloves, like not every single name, every single position. I just have a few that I want to talk about. LJ has a few I'm sure that he wants to talk about. Um, and then we'll move on to the Silver Sluggers for both leagues and do the same thing. Because um, it's not it's not really worth it us going through every single name, every single position, because you guys can read through it yourself, and I'm sure you guys know who has been a nominated. You just want to hear our thoughts on the controversial ones. Um, talking about controversial, LJ, the National League right field spot, how the hell is Juan Soto nominated? I mean, this is a guy who... According to Fangraphs, has a negative 17.7 defensive runs above average. And when you compare that to the rest of the league for all 130 players that qualify, he is fifth last. I mean, it, it makes no sense. He is worse than Shohei Otani and other guys that are strictly DHs, worse than J.D. Martinez. Worse than Vladdy Jr., who somehow got an evidence. Worse than Yuli Gurriel. Worse than Otani. Worse than Pete Alonso, who's a historically bad first baseman this year. Um, It makes no sense that they just put Juan Soto here. They clearly didn't watch anything. Um, I mean, they're just picking names at this point. And, oh, yeah, he's a good player, so we're going to put him there. I love Juan Soto, probably my second favorite player in the league. But when you're worse than Nelson Cruz in the field, according to defensive runs uh, above average, worse than Marcelo Zuna in the field, I mean, this is ridiculous, LJ. And you can even look at the baseball reference stats to, to back it up. You go to Juan Soto's page and you look at his defensive war, 0.1. It's not, and that's just with the Padres. It was a negative 0.7 with the Nationals. That's a net negative 0.6. There is not a single stat that likes what he did this year on defense. Um, one you've failed to mention in here is going over to Baseball Savant, where you know you get a good variety of everything, and most of his issue is his range, which, you know, Baseball Savant exposes pretty handily. They also expose him very well with putting him thirty eighth. That's dead last in the league among qualified right fielders at minus fifteen. As for in the first percentile of outs above average. Yes, that would be the first percentile. Um, the only way he gets here, first off, let's be very clear on this right field. It's Dalton Varshow's to win or to lose, excuse me. I think the performance he's put up in Arizona this year definitely outweighs Mookie. But from what I'm reading here, just skimming through this article, they didn't show any vote tallies on any of these guys. You know, are we 100% sure that this is the 
top three vote recipients, or is this just the finalists? Because we do. I don't even know how they pick the finalists, honestly. Yeah, that's know. what I, that's what I'm asking because it's um. This seems and logically so very much like the Heisman voting, where you get your token running back or um defensive player, even if the best three candidates for the award that year happen to be quarterbacks. Like if best three are quarterbacks, theoretically you should have all of them up on the stage in New York that night. But you usually don't because you're trying to get some excitement for some other place and to make it show to feign that the award could go somewhere else, even though it very rarely does. That kind of seems like the vibe here because looking at the National League, where else would you honestly go and say that you were all that excited about it, to say that you were all that interested, or to say that they were even all that good? I mean, it's Dalton Varsho, Mookie Betts, a massive drop-off. And then maybe you're talking about Aristides Aquino, um, Avisil Garcia, Nomar Mazzara. Like, those aren't names that anyone particularly cares to hear about. And so, as far as I'm concerned, if there's only two true contenders for the award, I don't hate the fact that they're just putting a name in there that'll attract eyes, that'll attract people's attention towards the award um, finals. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. And it is a very thin right field group in the National League. But you don't have to pick, like, literally the guy with the second worst outs above average among all players. Like, you could pick someone a little better that's still a name. I mean, you could have picked Acuna, who had 11 more outs above average than Soto and was still a minus six. You could have picked... You know, uh, Seiya Suzuki, who's a name. You know, there's 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 names that you oh, could have picked. That you also could have picked. What I would have gone with is um, Starling Marte, because yeah, I don't agree with the stats in terms of his impact defensively, especially moving over to right field for so much of the year, giving Nimmo back that center field spot. Um, yes, that kind of you know sways people's idea and image of him. Is he a center fielder? Is he a right fielder? That sometimes can create a struggle. But I think he would have been a better candidate if we were looking at this and taking it seriously. But there's no real reason to take that last spot seriously. Now, Brandon, stop me if you if I pass over a spot. But I'm actually not going to pass over a spot. I just want to mention and congratulate, you know, Alec Thomas continuing a great a great rookie season with a gold glove nod here. Really you know, this guy is a talent just because he gets um, passed over by Money Mike Harris and all these other great rookies that we've had this year doesn't mean he shouldn't be in this conversation. On the same on the same breath, why isn't Money Mike Harris in this conversation? You know, we're talking about seven outs above average. That is second among qualified center fielders behind Dalton Varsho and Tre- or, sorry, third. So among center fielders that are we're, we're eligible, so if we take Don Varsho out because he's already in as a right fielder, he's second behind Trent Grisham. That one I think is more egregious. Him missing is more egregious than um, Soto getting in by a long shot. Well, I mean... You know, you look at third base, it's going to be a Nolan Arenado once again. Um, it will be, what, 10 in a row? I believe so. Yeah. And also, the talking point there is less that Nolan Arenado is going to win and more the fact that this might be the best group of Gold Glove nominees we have. Not the toughest to, to decide, but if you look at the overall strength of that group, is it close? I mean, maybe we're talking maybe we're talking about second base for the American League as the next closest spot for the defensive talent. But those three right there, you know, those are guys that it wouldn't have shocked me if they were the three finalists the last three years and the next three years. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, I'm gonna jump to another category here because I just noticed it. So both Tommy Edmond and Dalton Varsho can win two gold gloves this year. 
as they were both nominated for the utility spot and another position. That just does that kind of defeat the purpose of the utility spot? Yeah, you should be picking if you're not gonna if you're gonna have guys be eligible at multiple spots. Well, honestly, the easiest way to go about this is make different eligibility rules. It shouldn't be like, you know, qualifying for a stat to get into this. You know, it should be wherever you played, wherever you played most often, unless you have, or maybe there's a percent threshold. Like if you played a certain percentage of your innings at X position, if you get over that threshold, then you have to be considered for that spot and give these voters a player pool to pick from like that. And then if you're under that, you get put into the utility spot. That's the fairest way to go about it because, and if not, you could at least, you know, maybe say, call Tommy Edmund up and say, hey, you were a finalist for both second base and the utility spot. Which one would you like to compete in? That seems better because the fact that you can win two gold gloves just seems very off. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) Nothing against Tommy Edmond and uh, Dalton Varsho is they should both win gold gloves this year. It's just a little weird that like one of them could could win too. Um, regardless, though, really shocked to see Paul Goldschmidt nominated for the first baseman. I mean, I know that he was that it's not a good position whatsoever for fielding, but it's the same thing as Soto. It's like there there is other guys. And if you just want to throw a name in there, like, do it. But no Freddie Freeman is, like, pretty ridiculous. I mean, he's – I don't get it, LJ. You know, you throw in um, Matt Olson, who is definitely deserving. Christian Walker's going to win this award. I mean – It's it's uh, not it's not close. It's not hard. Yeah, it's not close. But if you're going to throw in another name, obviously Christian Walker and Matt Olson are there. Do you have to throw in the worst first baseman? Like, well, he's not the worst first baseman. Second worst. Joey Votto exists. Second worst in the NL. Sorry. Third worst. One, two, three, fourth. Who? Oh, yeah. I didn't see. I'm looking at OAA here Joey Votto, Rice Hoskins, and Pete Alonso. All, all graded worse. Again, not to say that any of these are bad players, but it's kind of that same situation as the last one, but even worse because it is very much a one-horse race here, and you kind of need the biggest names you can. Is Frey Freeman a big name? Yes, but it seems very clear here that they opted rather than going for the biggest, the biggest names that are actually valid for this competition – they instead opted to look at, all right, how can we further our own ratings? Because, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the more you can get Paul Goldschmidt into the conversation throughout October, November, the more hype there is going to be around your presentation of the MVP. You know, you want those guys' names in your awards conversation as much as humanly possible. And so that's why I can understand them um, – taking that spot up for him but I actually I believe it was it would have been our second to last show but it was like a week ago because of the um off days for the world series here I made a very rash statement completely forgetting about the national league when I started handing out my platinum glove um this is Dansby Swanson's platinum glove right like no no disrespect to Jonathan Scope but like this is one of the best defensive seasons we've seen Especially at shortstop, and it's the only reason that you would uh, give it to Dansby is his outs above average at shortstop compared to what Scope did at uh, second base is much more impressive and valuable. If there was two platinum gloves, it would be it would be both of them. Yeah, and it's like again, you consider the amount of volume that he has to go out there and get as much as you know. If you really dive into the stats, you know, maybe per play, Scope was doing more. But just the mere usage rate of a shortstop defensively because of the amount of, you know, right-handed hitters, it makes it 
so much more important, so much more impressive to me. This is Dansby's on a way to a massive payday. All right, well, I don't have anything else on these gold gloves. Shall we jump into the silver sluggers? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, let me pull up the list here. Um, this was just announced, I think, yesterday or two days ago. Um, not too long ago. Um, and it's four guys per position. Um, except for like the outfield and and a catcher where yeah, actually, yeah, let's 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 start at AL catcher. There's five guys listed. Alejandro Kirk, Sean Murphy, Cal Raleigh, Adley Rutschman, Salvador Perez, and then somehow, some way, the Astros must have paid off the uh, nominee or the 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 people that are in charge of this mr 69 ops plus 186 248 352 slash line martin maldonado somehow makes it over jose trevino it is an absolute joke that he is on this list it, it, an absolute joke lj there is he is quite possibly one of the worst hitting catchers in the league this year. So bad that his team traded for another catcher at the trade deadline who has better hitting or who is a better hitter than than, than he is. Not talking about his defense because Martin Maldonado is really good behind the plate. But to put him on this nominee list is just a joke. This is worse than Soto or Paul Goldschmidt making it in the gold gloves. I mean, there is no way that you can look at what Martin Maldonado did hitting this year and think that he is worthy of being nominated for a gold glove over Jose Trevino. I'm not going to agree or disagree with you here. I'm going to say it's a joke no matter what. Do you know why? There are six finalists for this award. Why? Like, I get it. You need the list a mile long. I, honestly, I think it's still too long for the outfield. Like, you could have gotten by with, honestly, I think five is fair to a name finalist for the outfield. They ended up with, like, nine, it looks like here. Um, more than that. Oh, my gosh. Three, nine. six, ten. Yeah, ten outfield finalists is ridiculous. But six for one position that you're giving one gold glove to? Silver Slugger. Or one silver slugger too? Why? There's no reason, as far as I'm concerned. Um Adley, Salvador Perez, Martin Maldonado, and Jose Trevino all shouldn't be on this list. None of them. Honestly, give me Ali Kirk, who's gonna win it, Sean Murphy and Cal Raleigh. Honestly, Adley Adley's a tough call, but you know, I'm partially considering sample size in here too. You know, having all those guys be good all year long, especially when it feels pretty close to me with those other guys. Um, that's if you're going to put Martin Maldonado on the list, how does MJ Melendez not make it? Well, like an actual fun, good he? hitter. He qualifies for for a catchers, according to fan graphs. Let me see here. How much did he catch? Did say Salvi Salvi is seventy eight games. What seventy eight games? Okay, <clears throat> sorry, but still he shouldn't be on this list either. No, honestly, yeah, I think the fair list is Real Muto, Kirk, honestly, and uh, excuse me, I meant Murphy, Kirk, and. MJ Melendez, I don't know, man. That's fair to putting him in, period, because he is one of the few guys that actually qualified. Um, either way, there's no reason for there to be six. This seems obscene. And kind of t- it takes away from the talking point, right? Because all of a sudden, we're spread thin between all these guys. We're not focusing on any one player here other than the bottom one that – they were clearly scraping the barrel to find a sixth guy for this. What was the point of scraping that barrel? 
Martin Maldonado, um, among 116 uh, catchers who made a plate appearance this year, he was seventh last in offensive runs above average, according to Fangraphs. You pick quite possibly one of the worst ones. Either way, it should be – it's Allie Kirk's award. And oh, yeah. That's all that will end up mattering. Scrolling back around first base seems pretty clear cut. I'm interested to hear what you have to say on second base, which again has four people for no reason. Yeah, Jose Altuve, Andres Jimenez, Marcus Simeon, and, and uh, DJ LeMayhew. This is going to be Jose Altuve here. Um, he had a really, really good year, actually, really under the radar. Put up like six and a half war, I think, on fan graphs. Um, I get why they did four for every position. They just threw DJ LeMayhew in here. It's not really that bad when you look at the stats. I mean, he did put up a 111 OPS plus. Um, Honestly, I would contend that Marcus Simeon is the worst pick. Yeah, no, that's true. Let's hear it. I mean, look at this. We're talking about a uh, 248, 304, 429 slash line. He gets to 26 home runs. He gets to 25 stolen bases. That's, you know, those are good numbers that should be, you know, Honestly, that's probably what's getting them him there is the 25-25 seasons getting him on this list. But he didn't show up for half the year. You might as well have taken half those plate appearances away because he wasn't there. I mean, this is more of an eye test spot that I'm talking about here than the uh, actual statistics, but the statistics aren't even that impressive. We're talking about a 107 weighted runs created plus. We're talking about a borderline average hitter at second base. This is again a conversation where it should not have been for him. I mean at this for Pete's sake at this point I could with how many guys they're putting on here, I could get into the gold, silver slugger finalist conversation. Um Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh, cosmic, crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. But no, I think, you know, this will be... I don't think it's clear cut between Jose Altuve and Andres Jimenez, especially with the amount of time that Jose Altuve sat in the leadoff spot definitely hurts him with the older voters, you know, not getting the RBIs and stuff like that. But this should be, this should be Jose Altuve's award. I would disagree if it wasn't, but I think this is closer than a lot of other ones. Like this is far closer than catcher for me. Very fair. Um, all right. Any other ones? You know, I was looking. I saw Matt Chapman got nominated for third base. Um, just, you know, throw him in there. Um, that's going to be either Rafael Devers or Jose Ramirez. Um, Who do you take there, Brandon? It's really tough. I mean, I feel like there should be, like, a clear-cut guy. But you know, Jose Ramirez had the 126 RBIs. That certainly appeals to the old school voters. 29 homers. Devers hit for a better average, had a better on-base percentage, a slightly better slugging percentage. Um, and when you look at their weighted runs created plus, it's R Ramirez at a 139 and a Devers at a 140. I want to say that they're going to pick Jose Ramirez just because of the RBI number and because his team made the playoffs. 
seems like a very old school line of thinking, but um, it's like literally a coin flip for me. Honestly, it's so close. Yeah, I would honestly, I go with Jose Ramirez. This isn't a matter of playoffs, but it's the fact that he got that team to the playoffs. It's the fact that he was able to, this wasn't a good offense in any way, shape or form. And I'm not going to say that the Red Sox was great, but when you look at the top of the lineup for the Red Sox, in the top of the lineup for the Guardians, at least going into the year, you rate those two groups very differently. Like, no one really cares about Ahmed Rosario. That that sounded a lot more mean than it was meant to be, but, like, he's not that important. Stephen Kwan was an absolute nobody before he started the year um, all crazy like he did. And then you look at the bottom of their lineup, it's meh. At best, you know, Bo Naylor, Miles Straw, those guys that he's got there. How this man got to 126 RBIs, I have no idea. I don't. You look at the guys ahead of him, they just, they're not on base enough. They're not that good to be in position to drive runs in. I mean, you're talking about, yes, Stephen Kwan, 373 on base percentage. It, it wouldn't surprise me if he was like 60% of his RBIs. And the other other 30 were home runs. Um, I just think the efficiency that Jose Ramirez had in decisive moments kind of gives it gives him the edge for me, objectively. Shortstop, though, I'm not going to be able to help myself, I don't think. Yeah, it's Sander. Easy. Um. Anything else in the AL? Do, do we want to at least run through the laundry list of outfield? Can, can we try to cut it to five, actually? Okay, yeah. So I'm going to look at the list here, and I'm going to only list the five that I think it should be, and I'll try to leave the other five off, okay? Okay. Aaron Judge, do you agree or disagree? Agree. Okay. Dad to make sure. There's no um, Okay. Mike Trout. Okay. Uh Kyle Tucker. Okay. Um, hold on. Let me fix my fan graphs one second. I'm gonna say Julio Rodriguez. Okay, thank goodness. I thought you were having so, like Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, Kyle Tucker, Julio Rodriguez. So there's four. Who is your fifth? Maybe we should have just gone with four. We're <laughs> um, struggling this much. LJ, am I a madman for picking Taylor Ward? No. No. Like, wh- what uh, I really think Taylor Ward is pretty worthy. I mean, he had an insane start, didn't really do the same they stopped in the second half, but his overall season stats are really good. Yeah. What's what what's your five? I have the same first four. Okay. I'm currently battling back and forth between George Springer and Taylor Ward. Okay. And you know, I don't think the rest are anywhere near near close. I mean Randy, no. Um, Teoscar, I've already I've voiced my opinion on Terry Oscar Hernandez enough on this show. Um, How I don't about, uh, Santander for the home runs and like the you know had 33 bombs. He did honestly. If we're, I wish I could go off of this list because the fact that Stephen Kwan isn't among the top 10 choices here, like yeah. this is a guy who almost hit 300. This is a guy who grabbed 19 bags. This is a guy who had a 373 on base percentage, which is the third on this list. Tied for third with Andrew Benintendi. Honestly, he should be there, but I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with George Springer. Okay. That was fair. I was stuck between him and and a Taylor Ward as well. Alrighty. 
Um, moving on from there, we've got the DH. Um, we've oh. got the Ordon Alvarez Annual Award. Um, Unless somehow Otani gets it, but they're going to give it to Yordan. Do you need a utility position in the Silver Slugger? That's also something I question. Wait, how did Otani get it for DH and utility? Like, that, that doesn't make sense. Because he's a pitcher much. and a DH. I that get doesn't, That doesn't make much sense. It doesn't. The utility for Silver Slugger makes no sense either because you're not playing the utility. Like, the point is who's the most versatile defender. That's what we've been campaigning for, not who's the most versatile defender that hits well. Because yeah, what? Like, what the hell? <laughs> I guess it's to try to, excuse me, I guess it's, it's to try, try to, to shoehorn Otanian. Yeah, it's to try to get, like, those guys that don't play enough at any position, a.k.a. Shohei Otani, because they feel bad because he's not going to get it from DH. Yeah, and Shohei Otani is the only valid answer here because another big part about utility, guys, and it sucks because I've always, like, had the dream, and I've tried to, I've tried to figure out how to do it right in, um, like, MLB The Show several times. To be like this, a super utility player who basically just, depending on the matchup, will play anywhere on any given day. But it's just not realistic because if you're a good enough hitter to be on the silver slugger list, you are locked into a position every day. Most utility players, most utility players, with the exception of, you know, your DJ, even DJ LeMahieu is not in the lineup every day for the Yankees these days. I really am talking about your Tommy Edmond or your Dalton Varshows. Those are the only few – there's a small handful of guys in this league that are quality enough hitters to be in the lineup every day but play multiple positions. The majority of the time, it's your first guy off the bench that plays around for rest days that we're talking about. That's the type of guy you pick for his defense, not his hitting. And I just – I don't like it. It's like your Ben, ben Zobris type of guys. There's a name right there. Yeah. Uh, really pulling out all the stops here, Brandon. I am. All right. Um, should we move on to the NL? Much less controversial, I think. Um, sure. Okay. I think it'll still be quite controversial seeing the disaster of 10 outfield people. Is oh, there's that. only nine for the NL. So It, it doesn't so, make it much better. You're not helping my, your case here. <laughs> First base, um, it's gonna be Paul Goldschmidt. Second base, um, interesting group of five names here. None that really pop out. Jeff McNeil, I mean, he did win the batting title. Uh, Jake Cronenworth, Cattell Marte, Colton Wong, and um, Brendan Rogers. Um, yeah, I, think, I would never. I think, you, I think you named the guy who's gonna win this award right off the bat. Let's start there. Jeff McNeil, yeah. 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 I don't know why the hell Colton Wong is on this list, but, I mean, that's good for him, I guess. Um, did he even have 100 OPS plus? It doesn't matter. You got to get five in here. You got to shoe home. Okay, he did. He had a 118. Wow, he had a really good year. Okay. okay. Why do we have to shoehorn five guys into this, though? It's the participation trophy. Third base, we have a really, really good conversation as whether it's Manny Machado or Arenado. Um, they're separated by one on their awaited runs created plus 152 for Machado and 151 for Arenado. Um, I'm just going to flip a coin to – decide that i their their stats are way too similar lj i can't even begin to i mean like the batting average is similar the on base is similar the slugging is similar the woba is uh similar and the expected woba is really similar so even Statcast thinks that these guys are pretty identical here and that's why we say it that that's why we go and say screw it and vote for austin riley right that's the (laughs) yeah yeah right that's the intrigue of this conversation, though, is that's very much in play. First off, Justin Turner has no business in this group. No business on this list. What What is he doing here? Um, 
why so many nominees? It's, this is bug, this is bugging me like more than anything else has on this show in a very long time. Um, but Austin Riley's very much in play here. We need to at least acknowledge that we're talking about a guy who's you know he's ten weighted runs created plus off. He's ten percent worse hitter theoretically than Arenado and Machado. But you look around, it's not that far off. This is a guy who hit more home runs than these guys, didn't get the get to the RBI totals, but he's still very much there. And where he comes most into play is the fact that I think a lot of people are going to struggle between Machado and Arenado. So a very vocal Austin Riley base could win out here. With that being said, I do think this is Nolan Arenado's award. My final straw on this ends up actually being the RBIs, that one RBI. No, I'm kidding. Um, but the strikeout rate. That was where I was going was the strikeout rate is significantly lower. That means a lot just because, you know, the more you put the ball in play, the more likely no, – nothing good can happen from a strikeout. Nothing good can come from a strikeout. Um, can we – can I derail the show real quick? Because I realized a massive botch in the gold gloves. Yeah. We glossed over. Um, utility. No disrespect to Brendan Donovan. How is Luis Guillorme not on this list? Where don't don't star Luis Guillorme? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, it it makes no sense okay. to me. You're talking about a guy. 90%. He only played a hundred games. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. But again, this is guy. This is the exact type of guy that screams utility gold glove. Only he got screwed. I'll I'll, I'll say it. If Brandon's not, if Brandon's not man enough to say it, I'll say it. Brendan Donovan did play one, two. He played over five games at one, two, three, four, five, six different positions. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that, that's fair. But again, you got he's got time at three. He should have done that. I also think he would have been a fair play for second base as well, but I don't remember who's in that group. Not all that impressive with the group at second. Bye. Well, shortstop, LJ's going to hate me for saying this, but it's between Trey Turner and Francisco Lindor. You suck. Trey Turner does have a better weighted runs created plus a better offensive runs above average, um, you know, a better batting average, a better on base percentage, a better slugging percentage, a better WOBA, a better expected WOBA than Francisco Lindor, um, more stolen bases, more runs scored. Um, only thing he's lacking in is five less home runs and seven less RBIs. Won't be surprised if they gave it to Francisco Lindor, though. Um, just an interesting thought there. You know, Trey Turner is still like a top three shortstop in the league, and we'll get an absolute bag this offseason, hopefully by the New York Yankees when we don't re sign Aaron Judge. But um, you're yeah. not going to like this comment that I'm going to make. I agree. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Francisco Lindor here. You will not like this statement, but I stand by it. Trey Turner feels, at least feels like, the least impactful player among elite. One of the least impactful elite players out there. Like how? Like, like the statistics show it. That's, what, that's, what, that's what's maddening to me. Is this man has all of the peripherals, all of these statistics, and yet why does he never, like, Maybe it's just not showing up in enough of the big moments, but it just never feels like he has his – it's his fingerprints on the game. Like, this is a man who – and it's partially the Dodgers' effect, sure, but, you know, it's partially the Dodgers' effect in the fact that, you know, you've got Mookie Betts there overshadowing you. You have Will Smith overshadowing you. You have all these other great guys there. But, I don't know, I always find myself underwhelmed with him – I feel underwhelmed watching Trey Turner, despite all of the peripherals and the statistics telling me I shouldn't. That's how I always find myself every single time without fail. Huh. I don't know why. 
but that's just that's where I stand with him, and that's where I even stood with him in Washington, where there was way less way less competition. He was always playing f- second fiddle to Tony. He was always playing second fiddle to Juan. He was always playing second fiddle to really any other pitchers. I mean, for Pete's sake, he was the secondary piece in the in his own trade to LA. He was the second most important piece in that trade. So yeah, that's that's my trade tournament for the day. But either way, I well, think... I have another rant here, LJ. Um, it's this in the why NL... you're stupid, LJ. Nope, it's in the NL uh, DH, and quite possibly one of the most just oh, I I want to say stupid because I've said it enough on this show, but it's stupid, LJ. There is six nominees for the NLDH, and one of them is not allowed to win the award, but is still nominated. Have you seen this? Um, I'm seeing this now. Why is Bryce he- Harper got nominated? However, he only appeared in 99 games at DH, short of the 100 game minimum to qualify for winning the award. So he's ineligible, but is still a nominee. You see, this is the exact reason that these voting needs a player pool because, you know, I think Harper was the, is the, of this group, Harper's season, despite 99 games, was the best. He was the best player in this group. And had he not gotten hurt, he's in this MVP conversation to this day. However, because he got hurt, it's fair that he's not in there. You know, it's fair to, make it so it's got to be 100 games i don't hate that however if you're going to make it 100 games why are you allowing these guys to be voted for because he played 99 lj because he played 99 that's ripping ripping this spot in although albeit an illegitimate spot as a finalist a spot as a finalist from i don't know daniel vogelback um I'm just spitballing here. Um, guys who play well. Um, who isn't here that would be? William Contreras. William Contreras. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Ripping a spot away from William Contreras. He played 97 games. Oh, by shoot. Never mind. Um, but still, though, like Either still. way, just because I can't pull it up off the top of my head doesn't mean there's not a guy here who deserves the spot. Or who deserves the nod because they were eligible. Like, I would rather, even though Bryce Harper was the best, I would rather have someone who actually is eligible be able to be in that spot. It just that that should make sense to most people. Um, so who do you pick to win that award? Because now with Justin Turner, if he somehow was to win third base, which he's not, he could also win DH. Um, yeah, you see, there's one thing about that, though. There's this guy named Al, and he hits dingers. Big Al. There's this guy named Al, and he hits absolute dingers. So I got a side, I got a side here, right? I mean, even in terms of weighted runs created plus, he has the best season of this group. Minimum 200 plate appearances among DH qualified players. He is the best hitter. It, it, it's proven just about everywhere. Um, you know, Bryce Harper's great, but it, it's big out. Well, LJ, let's get into the outfielders and then we can wrap this up. There is nine names here. LJ, I'm going to give you the little um, experiment here. You name your five or your four that, that you like here, whatever you should, think is fair. Should I look at did you look at stats first? I I said the first two names, which was Aaron Judge and Mike Trout, and then I looked at stats. But if you don't want to look at stats, feel free not to. I'd rather not look at stats and just go by eye test here. Okay. Um. Are we we're going down to five or three? Whatever, whatever you think is fitting here. What did what did Come we go down five. to last time? I think five. Five, five is right. Five. No, there needs to be a hard cap on this. This five. whole. Whatever's fitting bullshit is how he got to these lists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, let's start off with the, I think, three easy ones. Mookie Betts, Brandon Nimmo, and Mike, Money Mike Harris. 
Okay. Both definitely in here. Oh, this just doesn't, this list doesn't make me happy. I guess I'll go Carl Schwarber next. Well, wait, I gotta why, look. Why, why are you so hesitant on Kyle Schwarber? Because I don't think any of these guys are necessarily cool. uh, silver sluggers. Um, but I guess I'll go. I'll go Kyle Schwarber and I'll go um, Starling Marte for these last two spots. Um, doubling down on my Mets outfield takes here. But I think no, the first three guys are the ones who should win that. Did you pick Betts? I picked Betts, Nimmo, Harris, Marte, and Schwarber. Okay. That's, I think, a fair list. Um, however, you didn't pick the guy with the highest weight of runs created plus out of these names, believe it or not. Yeah, that's okay. Juan Soto. You see, here's the reason why. You can't be that bad down the stretch. Like, you can't sit here and tell me that Juan Soto was good in San Diego. And that's ultimately what kicked him off, especially with it being so close. Fair. Fair. Um, We're talking about 130 OPS plus in San Diego didn't didn't do it for LJ. No. More. More. more we 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 want more um okay is that it i guess so oh wait is there you to oh wait no we should touch on no 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 we're skipping over that the five names in the utility it, list. Do, it doesn't exist jeff mcneil might actually win both the utility and and um second base yeah it'll be tough because of tommy edmund but that would be in play. Is Tommy Edmund going to win two gold gloves and the utility for and the utility silver slugger? This team, they're hold up. We're not talking about we're we're kind of burying the lead here. There's a, a chance that they this team walks away with four gold gloves and three silver sluggers and got knocked out in the wild card round. Yep. Beautiful. And on that note, let's wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Check us out. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, MLB Daily Pod, and we'll see you. See you manana. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.